0: Thank you, Josh, I, I think. Uh, <laughs> you know, when Horatio Spatial wrote the song, It Is Well With My Soul, after losing his family, losing everything that was, you know, that part was, you know, he just made the choice. He made a choice. He made an emotional choice. I am going to direct my soul, and I'm going to make everything, well, I'm going to say it's well. I'm just going to make sure that, he made a choice. He made a choice, and uh, his choice has I'm sure it not only helped him, I'm sure not only encouraged him to make it through some dark times ahead, um, I know that it has lightened the pathway for millions of Christians since then. The Christians that have said, you know what, I'm not going to be under the circumstances, I'm going to live over the circumstances, and I'm going to say it's well with my soul. I'm just going to make that choice, i make that choice. So I want to talk with you today about... Um, about learning some, some more things about how to, to, to live well, how to, to move ahead in a, um, in a really positive uh, frame of mind and what, what God wants us to be doing and uh, the importance of enjoying life. And just honestly, honestly, just enjoying life and enjoying it now. You know, life is too short to wait for everything to be perfect, to decide to have a good time. You know, it, it really is. If you wait for everything to, to get in its proper place before you decide to have a good time, you know, just not, it's just not going to happen. Things will never be perfect for us, you know, perfect enough for us to say, I have decided it is well in my soul, and I am, I'm going to enjoy, the, enjoy life today. Uh, you know, it's just making that choice and saying, you know, I'm going to go on from here where I am. A couple of weeks ago, I spoke, and I had a, 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 a very short title and it was a very long sermon. <laughs> it was a good, good sermon. You should have been here if you weren't here. But it was a good sermon, but, but it was long. And so today, this is the title of my message today. <laughs> 11 Bible verses that you need to remember in order to have one of the greatest summers that you and your family have ever had or ever will, will ever have. Um, <laughs> Uh, okay. The question is, why eleven verses? Well, the, the original title was five Bible verses, but uh, I couldn't narrow. Uh, there was just too many great ones. It, st- it was. It was. It came very, very close to being twenty-seven thousand three hundred and forty-two <laughs> verses, but uh, you know, I narrowed it down to eleven. Well, I had it at ten, and then I just couldn't stop, and so I had to stick another one in. But uh, today, we're going to talk about just enjoying this incredible time that we're in. This is summertime. It's a summertime. It's, it's it's a good time. It's a great time. And and I just want to encourage you this summer to to do something that God intends for us to do, and that is to to get away sometimes and rest, to get away, take a break from from the the everyday grind, and and get out and just bottom line to it, just have some fun, you know, enjoy life. Jesus said, "I've come to give you life, and give you life to its fullest." Well, you can't really have life to its fullest unless Jesus is the one that's giving it. But when he's giving it, folks, take it. <laughs> take it. Take life and enjoy life. And so today we're going to talk about some some good ways to, to enjoy your vacation time, your summertime. Um, you know, I, I, I grew up in a family that vacation, was, 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 it was important. I mean, I grew up in a time that... Um, That my dad was a—he was a blue-collar worker. He he worked very, very, very hard, but all year long, man, he was sticking money in a savings account. Why? Because vacation time was coming and we were going to celebrate we were going to have a good time i have some of the fondest memories in my mind because of my dad's discipline to say we're going to have a vacation we're, we're going to get away we're not going to sit here at home for for two or three weeks with a day in the day out grind and do nothing maybe there wasn't a lot of money but you know what within a few hours drive we could be someplace and doing something different uh, we we could camp out. Maybe it wasn't a five-star hotel, but we could camp out and we could have family time together. We you know you know being in a, you know, the four. Of, I have an older sister that uh, beats me up. All, she still does. She still beats me up. Um, but, uh, but 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 we, we you know and you know I mean there was really honestly you know I'm almost like a a Walton's type kind of a of a thing with the family. There was that closeness that came because my my dad and mom decided that we're going to. Not wait for everything to be perfect. We're just going to go out and we're going to do it. We're going we're to build memories in our kids. And, and they really honestly did. And I, I treasure the thoughts of, of, of that, that my mom and dad... Invested in to, to, to give us, and it was it was a great time. So I want to encourage you to have a have a good vacation, but to make sure that you're keeping God in your vacation time. And so I'm going to give you 11 scriptures today that I, I think will will help you. Okay, number scripture number one is in Romans in the chapter eight and verse 31. You know, to to really really enjoy vacation and life in general, you got to really be convinced of one thing that God's on your side god's on your side you know do, do, you, do you know that do you know that god is on your side that god is for you and that god is not against you you know okay what should we say then to these things if god be for us who can be against us it doesn't matter you know there are going to be people against you i guess you've noticed that in life haven't you uh, <laughs> you know you've noticed that there's some people that just don't quite like the way that you do everything uh, then there are also uh, sometimes we just need to say you know what it's just going to be that way it's going to be a little hard Sometime, it may be a, an employer maybe an employee it may be a neighbor it, it, it may be your, your kids it may be your husband or your wife there's some, some just some rough situations in life from time to time that God is for you and not against you God loves you with his perfect love and because of that you can have a good vacation. (laughs) Because of that, you you can really enjoy the the, the chances that you have in life to to enjoy God's creation. If the God of the universe, if the God that created everything is on your side, uh, no matter who or what would try and rise up against you, nothing can, can, can rob you of that unless you let it. Horatio Spacio, when he wrote It Is Well, he just decided that he wasn't going to let, are you ready for this? The loss of his wife and his kids, he wasn't going to let that rob him of saying, It is well with my soul. God's in charge. God's on my side. You know, and sometimes, you know, when, when you, I, I know that when, in difficulties of life, sometimes it's hard not to feel defeated. It's difficult not to feel defeated. You know, but when you're in that place of feeling defeated, are you making sure you're staying on God's side? Are you shaking your fist in, at God and saying, Why me, God? Why did you allow this to happen to me? Instead of saying, God, I know that you're on my side. God, I know that you are for me and that you are not against me. You know, and, and when we take this, this verse to heart, you know what should we say if God is for us who can be against us that when you're out on that vacation and and in one particular time when you're driving through uh, Albuquerque in the middle of August and the transmission goes out (laughs) uh, it's not like losing a family but still it's like oh boy you know and my dad you know he's in heaven now but uh, there were some times that God tested the family uh, because he was working on my dad to get him to, to come to that place I was saying God I am going to trust you anyway but Albuquerque in August is hot um, and if you didn't put money in the budget to stay in a hotel guess what kind of hotel you end up staying in while they're fixing the transmission anyway so scripture number two number two is that he brings life you know Keep this in mind this summer, that hey, when you're vacating, when you're having a good time, or maybe the good time is a broken transmission, that, that God brings life. Because if his great love for us, God, who is in, who's rich in mercy, made us alive, wherever God goes, life just happens. And that's the reason that you need to make sure that you invite God on your vacation. You invite God on that time that you're getting away of God, come and, come and join us, because there's going to be life there, that you know we were dead, wherever we go, there's death. Wherever God goes, there's life, that we were dead in our transgressions, and it's by grace that you've been saved. Wait a minute, God, it, you give me life through your grace. And because of that, God, I am going to make certain that I am keeping you uh, on, on my vacation with me. I want you to, to go, and God, let's have a, a good time together. Scripture number three is that we, God, I believe that God wants us to pursue greatness. Now, I realize this passage is dealing with the, the idea of stirring up spiritual gifts, but I want you to listen to it with some new ears this morning. I want you to embrace this scripture in a, in, in a fresh way. And he says, for this reason, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God. You know, of, of you know, that greatness, that, that great thing that you have wanted to do or that great thing that you have desired of pursuing that greatness um, and to, to fan it into flame. Um, I, I, I really do believe that God has uh, planted seeds of greatness inside of every one of us. I, I really believe that. That there's a great place that God has in mind for every one of us. And it's going to look different. What I consider a great time may not be a great time for you. And what you consider a great time may not be a great time for me. But even, even great visions of, 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 of things that you want to do in life. We have dreams. We have desires. And uh, we have things that we want to accomplish. And um, things that we want to see changed. Um, some, sometimes in life it just doesn 't quite work out that way. sometimes there 's some disasters that crops up. Have you noticed that? <laughs> Have you noticed that sometimes something gets in the way that whoa wait this wasn 't a part of it this wasn 't a part of it and we can go through disappointments and we can face some adversities and we can go through through losses like 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 Horatio spatial did but 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 Things may not turn out the way that we want them to turn out. And God is encouraging us to, to fan into flame that, that, that great thing, that great dream, that great desire. Get it going again. Don't give up on the, the, the urgency of life. You know, walk through life with that sense of urgency, of this, this has to take place. Well. It didn't happen, and that's just the way that it goes. I, you know, I, 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 I hate it when I hear people say this. I just, I, just, I just go nuts. Well, if God meant for it to happen, it would have happened. You know, tell Moses that when he's standing at the Red Sea saying, God, what are you going to do here? There's a Red Sea here, and the Egyptians are behind. What God, come on. What did God say to Moses? Why are you whining to me? Do something about it. Do something. And in faith, he 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 raises up the rod and the Red Sea parts. Sometimes God is saying to us, you do something. You do something. You want that experience of greatness? Then then put yourself in that place to, to see it happen. You know, and, and sometimes maybe there is an adjustment on, on what you want to see happen. I I, I talk, I've talked about this a lot in the, in the past around the church, but, you know, we, we've got this plan that we're working on, and what I want you to know is that God does not have a plan B for your life. There, there is no plan B. There may be another plan A. Maybe that dream that you had for that business, it's dead and it's gone. Maybe may, it's just, it, just, it just can't be resurrected. But God does not have second-class citizens and second-class dreams for his kids. He has nothing but another plan A for you. And when God closes a door on something, and if God has genuinely closed the door on it, not that, well, I just quit, but you're in that place of saying, God, I want to put my trust in you, then let God bring that other plan B, a plan A into your life. And you're not just, well, it's just, I'm just going to be second-class Number four is that, 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 you know, God is number one. Well, shouldn't this be number one? Not in my mind, you know. Uh, but, but God is number one. There's this passage, and, and, you know, again, this is a passage not dealing with the idea of, of making God number one in our life. There's a lot of other passages. But I want you to listen to this, again, with some new ears in a new way. You know, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God. Uh, the Lord is one. Now, most of you know the story behind this this passage. The children of Israel had been captive in Egypt for a long time, generations and generations and generations. They had gotten so far away from God that God is going to take... He didn't didn't really want it to be 40 years originally. They could have crossed the wilderness in 14 days. But uh, because of their hardness towards God, um, God is going to teach them who He is and so God is, he's raising up this to to say to the children of Israel the Lord our God is one God he's one and now what is interesting about this is that the word Elohim um, here is the Lord our God you know Elohim is a plural word the Lord our, our gods is one he's not saying there are many gods out there but what he's saying is you have to understand some things about the Trinity here you know, let us make man in our own image. And so there's this teaching, this instruction that, that God is one. And when you have the real, real grasp that God is one, then God is going to be number one in our, in our lives. I mean, there's so many other places in the Bible where the Bible reminds us to, to make God number one in our life, to make him the Lord of our life, the supreme ruler, the supreme leader of our life. God, I, I make Jesus my Lord and my Savior. To put God first, uh, even in, in after the day of Pentecost, when, when the church was born and, and the church is coming together and worshiping God, uh, the, there was this beautiful transfer under the direction of the Holy Spirit to, to no longer meet on the Sabbath as that, that day of ritual, but to come together on the first day of the week, that the first day belongs to God, and we're going to take Sunday, the first day of the week, we're going to start the week off because God is number one so many other passages in the Bible that deals with the whole flow of this thought of, of, of the first fruits, of giving God the first fruits, of the idea that, that in, as God is teaching his kids how to, to give to him in, in the Old Testament, and he says, you know, make sure that you, you take that first tithe, that first 10%, and you give it back to God, and he says, because in doing so, you will keep God first in your life. And God wants to be first place in your life. And that's the reason I'm saying on your vacation, put God as number one. You're not vacating from God. You're vacating with God. God, we're going to go on a vacation together. And God, you show us how to have a good time. Let me tell you something. God knows how to party. You know? (laughs) He he knows how to have a good time. Um, You know, the Bible says that God laughs from Zion. You know? Uh, God knows how to have a good time. Uh, he 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 laughs at his enemy. It's not you know. I mean, he he, he he just has this idea that God. Is, I've made some things. now. So f- make sure that 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 you're keeping God as number one. God, you are with us. God, you are with us on this trip. God bless us. Watch over us. Protect us on our trip. Uh, wherever and whatever. Maybe it's multiple trips throughout the summertime. Wherever you know. God is number one okay, the next one number five is write peace for you know the, okay, this 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 particular uh, passage says for god is not, the, is not a god of confusion, but we know in, you know that you know God is not the author of confusion God is't author of confusion he doesn 't write confusing stories he doesn't write confusing lives he writes lives that are joyous blessed in the middle of everything it's well it's well it's well it's going to be well it's not living in denial but saying god's in control and so what kind of story are you writing how how many of you journal how many of you how many of you journal you know okay journal your vacation this year okay you're on your vacation You know, whenever I take people on on short-term missionary trips, I always say, write a journal, write a journal, because there's going to be so many things happen that you're going to forget about them. You know, uh, lately I've been going over some of my early journals when I first started going to Russia at the fall of communism. And there's things, honestly, that that I would have forgotten if I hadn't written it down. I mean, there's, there's people, there's names that I wrote down. that, Oh, yeah, I remember that little girl. Oh, wow, yeah. Huh. And then the next thing comes, and oh, by the way, God, wherever she is and whatever she's doing right now, let your Holy Spirit just fall on her. God bless her. If she's not serving you, draw her back to you. I want to encourage you to to journal. Write down the good things of God as, as you're doing this. You know, because God is not an author of confusion, but of peace. As in all the congregations of the Lord's people, when God's people come together, if God is really there, there's going to be peace. God's going to write peace. And what I encourage you to do is let God write your vacation. Let God write your your, your time of, of getting away. If you let God write it, guess what's going to happen? It's going to be full of peace doesn't mean the transformation is not going to break down in albuquerque but it does mean that even in the middle of that that god's going to be writing a great story and so as you are writing your your story write god into it and watch what happens if, if your home if, if your life is full of confusion guess who is not the author and what kind of story are you writing you know that 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 book that you want to write. You know, or what will your kids write? Our homes and our vacations were memorable. Boy, did we have a good time! Oh, I hated family vacation time. Dad was always mad. Mom was always in a bad mood. You know, if Mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. You know, uh, um, you know, and, and getting to that place of saying, you know, I'm going to. Let God be the author of, of our vacation time. Number six is earthquake proof your life. Now, by that, what I'm saying is, there's going to be earthquake. There's going to be problems that's going to happen. An earthquake proof your life. You know, if you haven't earthquake proof your home yet, I encourage you to do that. You know, go through and all of the stuff that you really love, get that tape and put it on the bottom of the vases. And you know, I've got vases at home. If they ever if, if we ever had wanted to get rid of the vase, we' got to tear the house down because they're stuck so so hard now but 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 earthquake proof your life you know it, it will be shaken. there will be some things. your vacation will be shaken. Are you going to protect it? by earthquake-proofing and saying, you know what, we're going to put our trust in God. He alone is my rock and my salvation. In the middle of this earthquake, this difficult time that's happening in our vacation, I'm going to, God is my salvation. He's going to set me free from the downward spiral that my vacation is going in. God, you're in charge. God, God would you protect our vacation time? Get us. God, he's my fortress. I will not be shaken. It's going to be well because I'm saying so because i'm putting my trust in god and so when we are in that place of earthquake proofing our life making sure that we are built on the rock you know we have this rock up here that josh got the forklift one day and went out and picked up a big rock and drove it in here to to have this rock here because he was doing the sermon that had to do with the anchor and big pile of sand and he you know he drug this the anchor through the sand and then he, you know, then he threw the anchor on the rock and it, it, it hung tight. You know, are you anchored? Here's your vacation time. Is it anchored in sand? Oh, it can be robbed so easily. Or is it, are you gonna be anchored on the rock? That he alone is my rock. I, I can't depend on, on anything except Jesus Christ to be the rock that I'm gonna be anchored in. Okay, number seven is that God will get you there. (laughs) You may break down in in Albuquerque, but God's going to get you there. You know, that even in the difficulty, and we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according uh, to his purpose for them. Letting God be the one in charge to get you there in the middle of the difficulty. God, I know that you have a plan, and I'm going to stay tuned to your plan. I'm going to listen to your voice. That's the reason, God, I need to, to, to pray. I need to read my Bible. I need to take some time, take a good book with you that you want to read, uh, on, on, You know, maybe uh, a, good, a good devotional. God, I'm going to keep you here because, God, I know that you're going to be at work and you're going to show me things. There's nothing worse than, than, than going through a really, really miserable time and not learning the lesson that God wants you to learn that miserable time, you know? If you're going to hurt, get a lesson out of it, okay? <laughs> you know, if the transmission's going to break down, get a lesson out of it, you know? What are you going to show me in this, God? Because God is at work. God is at work. He causes everything to, to work together. It may be difficult, but it's going to work together. It's, it's all going to happen. It's all going to take place in, in the right way. And so, number eight on on our outline is remain confident. Remain confident. And I remain confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. Remain confident. Now, not just for vacation time, but for for just for life in general remain confident god's in charge and i am going to i'm going to to enjoy god being in charge i may not understand everything and why everything is happening but i do understand god and because i understand god because god is is the, the king of my life because god is number 1 because God has proven his love for me through Jesus Christ on the cross I can remain confident and I know that God is going to, to, to bless me in this and number nine is to enjoy God's creation enjoy God's creation now this is a passage that this is you, you know this is a pastoral epistle this is a letter that was written to, to pastors to say this is what you're supposed to do and now, the italics are kind of a uh, summary of something that has taken place before this, and so it's not going to say in your Bible, tell them, but it, it is, the implication is there. Tell them to put their hope in God, who richly, richly provides us with what? for. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I, think God want, I thought God wanted us to be martyrs and to be, to be miserable and to, to walk around sad and to, just, to, just to be looking for the return of Christ. <laughs> oh, Jesus said, I've come to give you life, I give you life to the fullest. I want you to enjoy it. You know, it's a slap to God's face when we, when we hate life, when we're miserable in life. You know, even though we lose our family, It's going to be well with my soul. It's going to be well with my soul. And that's the thing that brings praise and and glory to God. The God who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. And do you really believe that? you really believe that God provides everything for your enjoyment? The word says that, folks. You either believe the Bible or you don't. (laughs) And God has provided. How many of you are going to go to Hawaii this summer? Anybody go to Hawaii? Okay, there's a few. Yeah, I know the whole McGarity clan is, you know, they're they're not gonna have a good time because they didn't invite me to go. Um, But I mean, you know, you you go to these places and you see God's creation, and it's great to 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 get away to to God's creation. I mean, wherever it is, and and, and, I mean, but I'm gonna tell you something. You have got, and I know this for a fact. I, I know what I'm talking about when I say this. I know this for a fact. You have world-class mountains 30 minutes away from here. You know, my wife and I drive to Everhead a lot. And I'm gonna tell you something, it never gets old. Never, never. The, the, the mountains, I mean, watch, watch the travel channel. Look at the Himalayans. You know, I mean, yeah, they're they're fantastic. And you know, look at the Alps. And I've been there, and they're great. And I I would I'd like to, I want to go again. But I'm going to tell you something. Even even t- a 30-minute drive up, uh, a 45-minute drive to Lake Arrowhead, and, and seeing the mountains and the stones and the, the, the rocks, to see these little little tiny flowers that are growing out of the side of the mountain, to see a tree that has got roots that's hanging down way down down on the side of, of of the of the rocks. That's God's creation. and God made this stuff and he expects us to enjoy it. Uh, you know, you need to, you, if you haven't done it, you haven't learned how to do it yet, you need to say, good mountain, God. <laughs> wow. Good mountain. I couldn't build a mountain like that. <laughs> you need to be able to pick up that little tiny, 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 tiny bud and look at it and say, ha, <laughs> wow. The God that paid the price to get me is the God that created this. Wow. Wow. Learning to expect that that God is going to, to, to bless us. He's going to to cause us to, to have a great life. And learning to honestly to, to be so convinced that God who rich provides everything for our enjoyment, he expects us to enjoy and to to look for his blessings in our life the beginning of the year the first day of the year we, my wife and I were canoeing across Lake Arrowhead and you know Jenna said I want to see a bald eagle okay okay and uh, so we were paddling across the lake and, and I look up and I see this big huge bird with this white head flying right right at us, just coming right down at us. Janice, look. Oh, wow. And this bald eagle just kind of swoops down over us to see if we are big enough to eat. <laughs> and, uh, you know why we saw it? You know why? Because we were looking for it. We've talked with people that live in Arrowhead. I've lived here for 15 or 20 years and I've never seen a bald eagle. You know why? Because I'm not looking for it. I'm not looking for it. We've seen them several times. Several times. Why? Because every bird in the sky. Look at Wait, wait, what is it? No, it's a crow. <laughs> uh, it's, just a, it's just a buzzard. It's a good buzzard god, but, you know, that's okay. You know, when we look for those things in life, then, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna find You're looking for the good in life, you're gonna find it. You're looking for the bad, you're gonna find it. And so, God, I wanna find the good. God, I wanna find the reasons to praise you. I wanna praise you for your mountains. I wanna praise you for your little tiny flowers. I wanna praise you for the fish. I wanna praise you for the ducks. I want to praise you for the gift of my kids. I want, you know, oh, these are horrible years of have a kid this age. God, I thank you that I get to be with my kid during this time. If you make it a bad time, guess what's going to happen? It's going to be a bad time. God, I am going to enjoy this time with my kids. I'm going, to, I'm going to look for the best. I'm going to find the best. And so enjoy God's creation. And this passage goes on to the pastors and it says, command those who are rich. And by the way, all of us, even our poorest in America, most are even richer than, than the rest of the world. Command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant uh, nor to put their hope in wealth, for uh, which is such uncertain, but to put their hope in God who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. Put your hope in God, not in your finances. If you are blessed financially, enjoy it. Don't feel guilty about it. Don't beat yourself up over it. But enjoy the the, the blessings that God... Enjoy your homes. Enjoy your cars... And if you have a Corvette, bring it next Sunday to church. Uh, if you have a, if you have a, if you have a Ferrari, if you have a, a Porsche, I mean, I, I know, I, you know, one of the things I learned as we were taking this Corvette around to car shows to, you know, for this raffle for the um, to raise money for our food bank, one thing I learned is that that uh, every other man over 50 in the United States has a Corvette at home in his garage. You know, so if you're one of those, bring it, we're going to have fun next week. You know what? We're just going to have fun next week. It's going to be a, a great dad's day. It's going to be a dad fest. You know, and we're going to bring your cars, bring your, bring your motorcycles. Bring, if you gotta, I'm not going to bring my canoe. It's hard to get, it, get down here. It's just too much work. I got up in the mountains. I'm going to leave it there. But, but, but enjoy enjoy life. You know, enjoy these blessings of God and don't feel guilty about it. Be a steward of it. Give to those. Support your church. Have the mark of God on your finances. But good grief, folks. Enjoy God's blessings. Enjoy God's blessings. And someday when you stand before God, He says, I blessed you financially and you did a good job of handling it. Number 10 is, is the cousin of this. and Draw near to God and let God teach you. Let God teach you. You know, look at this passage. Uh, You know, this this, this is uh, in Isaiah. I know you can't see it so small up there, but it's Isaiah 48, verse 15 through 17. I have called him, and I have brought him, uh, and, and his way will prosper. What? God's way will prosper? Now we, I, I'm not committed to the prosperity gospel that is, you know, that 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 over overbalanced thing. It's based on a truth, but it, it, but but excessive people have taken it to some weird excesses. But what I do want you to know that whatever prosperity is, God wants you to to, to be in a place, you know, the you know in in the book of John, third John, it says, you know, may you prosper as your soul prospers. In other words, I'm going to have a f- mindset of, of of living in God's blessings. I've called him and brought him uh, in his way. will prosper. Come near to me. Hear this. Uh, I have not spoken in secret from the beginning. For from the time that it was, I was there. And now the and now the Lord God and His Spirit is speaking to us again, and it's going to go on to say, um, "Thus says the Lord." You're what. Redeemer, saves you from the negative frame of mind. Saves you from a world, a life that is, that is hopeless and is, is going to hell. you Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. I am the Lord your God who teaches you to? Hmm. I thought money was the root of all evil. The love of money is the root of all evil. You know, there's a passage, you know, we can hear that. We hear people that are anti well, I won't get off into politics, okay. Um, but but uh, we hear people, you know, say, Oh, you know, you know money's the root of all evil. You know, you know, there's a passage in Proverbs that says, you ready for this, folks? This is, this is the word of God. Money solves everything. I, I, did, I didn't write the passage down, but, 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 you know, in Proverbs. Money solves everything. Well, I mean, you know, yes, that's hyperbole. It's an over-exaggeration. But the idea is, you know what? You got to have money to eat. How do you get money? Your work. You work. You work to get money to eat. You know the Bible says, if you don't work, you don't, you don't eat. You know, and God expects us to to invest. And he says, come. You know, come come and learn from me. You know, come draw. Bible says, God says, draw near to me, hang out with me, and watch how your life will prosper. Hang out with me. Let, let let's sit down together. Let me put my God saying. I want to put my arm around you, and I want to say, hey, now, you know, in this business deal. If you will do it this way, then this is, this is going to bring prosperity to you. You know, God expects us to draw near to him and to hear from him. Okay, and then the last one is number 11. And um, it's to make a comfortable place for God to hang out. Are you a comfortable place for God to hang out? Again, you know, God inhabits the praises of Israel. Through Christ, we have been adopted into the family we are all Israel and God inhabits the praises of his people. The Bible never says that God inhabits the whinings of his people. That God dwells, he lives, he finds joy in people that are praising him. And that's the reason that when you're in those difficult times and when it is diff- it's hard, sometimes we just need to do we just need to grab ourselves and say no. I am going to say it is well with my soul. I know that God's in charge and I'm going to put my trust, I'm going to put my faith in God. I'm going to let God prosper me in my relationships. I am going to let God prosper me in my my work situations. I'm going to let God prosper me in my emotions because where, where God is, where the Spirit, there's going to be life. And God just simply gives life. And so my, my encouragement to you this morning is that as you're, as you're embracing summer, and I, I expect you all to embrace summer, I expect you to come back and tell me all the wonderful things that you did. I, for those of you going to Hawaii, I expect you to bring me back some macadamia and chocolate-covered nuts. If you don't, don't come back to church. Uh, <laughs> but, but, but enjoy life. Oh, have fun with this thing. Have fun with this thing. Treasure these moments. Treasure them. Don't let life slip through your fingers and you say, saddest phrase in the world, I wish I would have. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day to be set free from negative mindsets and hopelessness. Today is the day of putting that trust in God and making God first, putting God as number one. I want to ask you to inha- let God inhabit you today. If you're new, it's good to have you here. We hope you feel loved and welcome and cared for. And I'd like to have all of you take out this this thing and I want you to fill this fill this connection card out. And on the back, you know, we we we're we're going to do something. We're going to make a change with these praise reports. We're going, to, we're going to put it at the top instead of the bottom. We're going to make a change and, because we want praise to be our number one thing. And so go ahead and take it out and tear it off. Write that praise on there. I thank God. I praise God. You know, if you've got nothing else to praise God for, praise God for, for, for a flower. You know? You've got nothing. I can't think of anything. I thank God that Larry didn't do a four-hour-long sermon today. (laughs) Uh, um, Praise God. Watch God inhabit it. Watch God inhabit it. I'm going to ask the ushers to come up to the front now. And as as you are worshiping God through your giving, as you're giving Him praise... And as God is inhabiting your praise, I just want to encourage you to to let God minister to you, to let God strengthen you, to let God, you know, have you asked God what he wants you to do for vacation time? Yeah, what do you want us to do? You know, it may be pretty creative. It may be a really, really great thing you've never thought about doing. But enjoy God's creation. You know, the first time I went to Africa and I, I saw the animals in the wild instead of in a zoo. I saw them and I thought, oh, man. And I just started crying. I just started crying. I couldn't wait to get home and take my wife to the Serengeti. I said, boy, you know what? When you get there, you're just going to bawl. You're just going to bawl, <laughs> you know. And she got there. She saw these animals. She saw the, the, the lions and the elephants and, in, in, their, in their natural habitat where God made them. And this joy comes from her heart. Why? Because she's fascinated with her Savior who who not only saves souls, but he also creates great things. All of these things for your enjoyment. Oh, folks, enjoy life. Enjoy life. Don't slap God in the face by saying life is miserable. Yeah, you may have lost some of the treasures in life. God is still in charge. Let him make all things well. So, Father in heaven, we return to you, Lord, what you've blessed us with. We, We return it to you and we say thank you for prospering us. Thank you for teaching us how to profit. Thank you for the health of our physical bodies you for prospering us there thank you for health of our emotions and for prospering us there and when those difficult times come when those earthquakes come jesus you are our rock and we hold on to you and blessed be the name of the